Welcome to Hits Different, a Taylor Swift podcast. I'm Molly. I'm Ryan. And to start off the episode today, well, obviously, we're going to talk about Tavis. Tavis. (laughs) When I saw the first tweet of the weekend before the weekend even started, it was like, oh, Travis lands in Argentina. And I literally, because, you know, I'm a sucker and I'm always sending you stuff that's not verified and often not true because I don't even like wait. And so I didn't wait. And I was like looking at it and I was like, is this fake? Like, is this a fabricated tweet? Like, is someone just like with us? Um, and then it actually happened. And it was like, oh, he's there for real. Oh, oh OK. Yeah, we uh, notably called out in one of our first pod episodes that there was no way he was going to take his bye week to go to Argentina and that anyone who thought that would happen didn't follow the NFL and we were big fat wrong. So the kiss heard around the world, we will obviously get into a whole lot more uh, later on in this episode. But one of the most important things to happen this week was not Travis Kelsey related. It was that Taylor got nominated for six Grammys for Midnight's. When you said that, I was like, wait, that wasn't the most important thing that happened this weekend to Taylor? I mean... Listen, if we're being honest, I spent a lot more time watching that content, uh, the Taylor Travis content, than I did streaming Midnight's, but... What do you think she thinks is more important? The nominations or the fact that she is thriving (laughs) with her man and out here doing things we've never seen before, so... I know. I mean, I know we said we'd talk about it later, but I just want to throw that out there. No, it's a good question. I mean, I don't know. I think I think it's just all accumulation of making this probably one of the happiest time periods in her life. Like the Eras Tour, Midnight's having such success, 1989 having such success, and openly falling in love with the star of the football team in front of the entire world. I mean, I feel like the nomination is just a, a drop in the bucket of of her life. And, you know, she'd been done that. But when's the last time she was in a happy public relationship? I mean, technically, just like a year ago, she was in a happy relationship. We just didn't public. see it in the public. Yeah. And I don't think a year ago she was in a happy relationship. Let's be real. I mean, allegedly. Yeah. They were still together then. But if you listen to You're Losing Me yikes <laughs> so I've, yeah I, but you know our girl loves an award and that she lives to get those records i mean yeah did her ego get inflated just a tiny bit more than it already was because she's been absolutely crushing it um sure but i think yeah i think she just cares more about this relationship taylor definitely falls head over heels in love like really really fast but if she and Travis like burn out at some point what will still be there for her these midnight's awards baby she's coming for that sweep she's coming for the sweep I don't think she's gonna sweep actually to be clear there are so many good artists and songs and albums up for these awards and the categories she's nominated for um but I just hope she takes home album of the year because Midnight's you and I talk about this all the time we haven't really addressed it on the pod yet Midnight's is my favorite album 
And so if it were to win album of the year, I just, that would just solidify everything for me. I always forget that it's your favorite. It is good. I weirdly keep forgetting about it because it's like I get so distracted by like the time of year and like the re-releases and this and that. And then it's a really great album to go back to. Song of the year. She was nominated for Antihero. It brings her to seven career nominations in that category, which is more than anyone in Grammy history. I mean, I feel like when we talked about her accolades before, I don't know. I'm just like kind of bored with her. It's just, it's not even surprising anymore. It's just like how many records can, like, she just keeps breaking records and it's like impossible to keep up. Like, she's just amazing. I think that's the point, though. She's still breaking. I don't even get excited. Of course she she is because she's crushing it. But she's still breaking the records is the point. Like, if she didn't have Midnight's, she wouldn't be breaking that record. You know what I mean? Like, I think to me and maybe a couple of albums in the future, we'll stop caring about it. But until she holds most of these records, she's coming for them. We know she cares about them. Did you watch a Miss Americana? Like, She does care. She cares about all of it. I'm not saying that. I'm saying I don't care. All right. <laughs> I mean, as the she, person who will be what we will be watching the Grammys probably on Facebook oh, yeah. together. I love out. a good award show. My yeah. heart will be beating. My heart rate will be high. I love a good award show and I love a good speech because she has the best ones. I love a good outfit. I love a good like, is she actually going to be there? Is now is Travis going to be there? Be, Travis is going to be there if they're still together. Put my money on it now. When is the Grammys? The Grammys. Oh, wait. No. 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 The Grammys. No. Because the Super Bowl's a week late this year. The Grammys are the weekend before the Super Bowl. So, in order for Travis to go to the Grammys with her, he'd have to not be in the running for the Super Bowl anymore. But no, he can still go because it depends on the location. Girl. He can pop away for a night. He's in the Super Bowl. No, he's not, Ryan. He's not taking time off to go to an award show. Vegas to L.A. is super close. He needs to go for one night. There's no way. And then also the girl math that's been done about her getting to the um, Super Bowl. Yes. I thought it was actually kind of hilarious when someone was doing all this girl math and was like, I think it was Kelly Clarkson. And then she was like, no, yeah. it was Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Drew Barrymore. Whatever. Um, and then <laughs> when she different. was like, oh yeah, there's a flight at this time. And I was like, that's a joke, right? Yeah. Like, Everyone in the comments joke? was like, there's no way Taylor's going to be on that flight. But the last thing that I wanted to cover with the Grammy nominations is that, you know, when the nominations come out, people go to social media and post, they're excited. And we love our supportive Kings, Jack Antonoff and Aaron Dessner. Aaron posts a photo congratulating Taylor and like say thank you for making me a part of the Midnight's album in this photo she's in the studio in this photo she's wearing the same outfit that she was photographed in like that same day going out to dinner with Phoebe Bridgers she's in the same exact outfit shirt pants socks shoes she was in the studio that day with Aaron and he just turned around and little little posty post, congrats on the Grammy noms. We're making new music. 
they have been, I feel like collective, collectively have been very not sneaky about that. Like Jack, like her and Jack's post and it, she was clearly in the studio and then that's what people thought she was putting up like 11. I mean, that breakup album from Joe is definitely already signed, sealed, and delivered, I'm sure. Or it's been scrapped for a new love love album. <sighs> Can you scrap the rage though? What if it was really good? Like some people think Midnight's is the breakup album. True. Maybe Joe will end up being like Calvin and it's like, well, I guess he got a song. I guess Bejeweled's about him. Oh, what don't know. She's moved on. <sighs> I know. Now that now that I know nineteen eighty nine is all about Harry, all of those theories are gone. I used to believe I Know Places was uh, for sure their song. Now she didn't start really dating good. until after 1989 dropped. I don't know. I didn't I didn't check the math, you know? <laughs> I just, you know, just wanted to the believe what I wanted to believe. Thing. You just girl mathed it and made 1989 about Calvin Harris instead. Exactly. <laughs> I remember telling you forever ago when I was the one telling you stuff, and I'm pretty sure I gave you some false information. Yeah, don't worry. I always fact check everything you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> thanks the Eras tour kicked back up and Taylor and crew went to Buenos Aires Argentina and I got to watch live streams on Thursday Saturday and Sunday night amongst doing other things um but it, it felt so good to be back were you doing other things were you I was I was, but when Taylor went into her uh, surprise songs on Saturday night, we had been out at a restaurant. That's right. And I was keeping track of the time. And I went into the bathroom around the time that I thought the surprise songs were going to start. I brought my AirPods and I was about five minutes off. So she was still in 1989 era. And I was like, how long is it appropriate for me to be in the bathroom? Our table was like, had already paid the bill. We're, they were waiting to get like a box from the waiter. And then they were walking out. So I'm like, I can't camp out in here for very long. So I'm like, all right, walk back to the table. So you were secretly listening with an AirPod in while you were at dinner with these people? Like at the very, very end of dinner. And then... When the song comes on, you're just like not having a reaction. You're just like, no. So we said our goodbyes. And right as we are saying our goodbyes, I hear, is it over now? Start to play. And they turn mm. around and they walk away. I let them walk away for like 20 seconds. And then I turn to Alex and I'm like, it's, is it over now? Get to the car. And we literally like run back to the car. And I still have it in my on my phone in my AirPods. He pulls it up on his phone, plugs in the aux cord, and now car system sound with the live stream. Hearing is it over now? And we're just sitting there taking it in. And then before we know it, we're hit across the face with the out of the woods bridge. It would have been funny if they were like in the car next to you and you didn't know and you guys were just like, freaking out and they were like, what is going on in there? No, they went the other direction. Oh, man. I was so happy. So, so cool that she did that. It's like she's always listening and watching to like what's going on on like TikTok and like social media. And it was like probably one of the most 
rewarding like wow so she agrees and she has seen all of these mashups of this okay so that's what i think is funny there was there were several people on tiktok who mashed up is it over now with the out of the woods bridge and people well and i guess you <laughs> like saw that <laughs> these she people did this, saw that she did this and you think she got the idea from them yeah she- she always had this idea. I think she always knew that they fit together. She's already said when the album dropped that they were sister songs. I think yeah. she knew exactly what she was doing. People realized it organically without her having to point it out. But if no one had pointed it out, I think she still might have just done that mashup. No. And then we would have all just like died in the moment because we wouldn't have even realized. No. No way would she have like not in that setting that's music better than her you think it had never occurred to her before i think some random tiktok no a hundred percent it did and a hundred percent like we heard what she heard like all along like we didn't create that but we validated it versus her just showing up and going kind of rogue because that's like something that she would do during like a tour or like you know splicing up songs like she always does whatever like it's part of a set but like Secret song wise, it felt a little bold for what she's been doing. Um, because there's been tons of times where I've been wanting her to do mashups and she has not. And I think she likes taking risks, but at the same time, she is very calculated as we know. So I feel like, yes, this was always the thing, but was it like, oh yeah, now I'm on, I'm also gonna debut it during the show? No. I think she saw all of our TikToks and was like, Holy shit, they get it. And wouldn't it be fun to actually, you know, play up on something that I had known that now my fans see in here and then surprise people. So, okay, yeah. So I feel like we're kind of saying the same thing, but she wouldn't I have just, done it without TikTok. I don't, think. I don't know. I disagree. I think she could have done it and everyone would have just lost their mind. Well, yeah, they would have been stoked, but I'm saying she did it because of TikTok. I mean, That's she's it. definitely chronically online, but Dude, I don't know. Are you going to see the bejewel dance was also her. No. Look at that. Taylor did the same dance. No, I'm not saying that at all. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying I think she knew about that connection and that the Out of the Woods bridge would fit perfectly in that song long before any Swifties did it on TikTok. Um, Correct. Yeah, but people were attributing it as if it was their idea. Like, she saw you oh. TikTok. Like, and then she did the mashup, but I guess Again, maybe, maybe I'm they, thinking about yeah. it incorrectly. I can see your train of thought. Like, so I would hope to God no one out there actually thinks that they had an original thought and were like, oh my God, you know what this sounds like? It's like, we know. So picture me losing my, in the car, in the passenger seat as this mashup happens. And then we start driving back home, which we were just down the street. It was like a mile. Um, and she sits down at the piano and she has this little look on her face and she starts playing a song. And Alex is usually really good at being able to pick up just like you are on a couple of notes and know exactly what it is. I can do that when it's the actual recorded version of the song. Like if you play me a Taylor Swift song, I will know the name of it in three seconds. But acoustically, that is a challenge for me. Like I'm, I'm not that talented with my ear. <laughs> When I get a lyric, I'm like, boom. 
So she starts playing a couple notes. I'm like, what is this? And then, I want to be your end game. And I'm like, she saw the edits. You're right. This whole night was her being chronically online. See? <laughs> Are you serious? You just said that? She saw the edits. Have you? J- <laughs> what? Okay, but you know that one. <laughs> she saw the edits. She's like, I can finally see an endgame and mean it. Big reputation. Big reputation. She's like, dang, maybe Rep is one of my favorite albums. All of a sudden, like, let's just replace Joe and sing it about Travis. And it A, it fits way more. The king of my heart. Joe's not a king. <laughs> so, I mean, he's a boy. And so, yeah. Maybe she's going to be a Rep fan after all. It's good. It's good for us. It's really good timing. It's just she's such a mastermind that somehow she wrote this song six years ago or longer than six years ago. Reputation dropped six years ago. She wrote it about big reputations. We'd be a big conversation. And everyone's kind of always joked that it didn't make that much sense for it to be about Joe because at least in America. He did not have a big reputation and it was only a big conversation when they got together because it was Taylor. Like but the Travis Taylor phenomenon has been way bigger than her and Joe. And the fact that this song has sports references in it. I want to be your first team. I want to be your A team or sorry, first string A team. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You think Travis, I, we haven't gotten a, a visual yet of Travis during Endgame, but you think he's sitting there like, oh, yeah, this is our song, baby. No. I. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately, the first thing that came to mind was like, which that's so mean, but I mean, he is an athlete. And he's like, oh, I don't know. I don't think he thinks that deep and that like he's not. Like that's I just why imagine that song's him, perfect for him. I imagine him like listening it's to her music like though, and just being like, like, yeah, this is a good beat. Yeah, I like this. Oh, she looks hot. And then you know, I don't know if he's like thinking that hard of. Oh no, he oh. he literally said on their one of their most recent podcast episodes that he can't read. Um, so yikes! Uh, there there was a graphic. You can't on, read. Yeah, I mean he's joking, but. <laughs> There's a, he has to be able to read, to be able to read plays and <laughs> things like that. <laughs> X's but and O's, baby. Not X's really. X's and O's. <laughs> but there, um, there was a graphic on during a Chiefs game about how much better Travis plays when Taylor's there. Yeah. And it was called... Um, there was a, a lyric from Antihero in it. Oh, it was... I should not be left to my own devices. So that mm-hmm. was the line for the games that she's not at. And he was like, I don't even know what that means when they talked about it on the podcast. And it's just like, does he know what any of Antihero means? Probably not. No, and he doesn't know any of the depth that is Taylor Swift's music. That's what I'm saying. Endgame is his perfect song. I want to be your first string. I want to be your A team. I want to be your Endgame. Endgame. Big reputation. Big reputation. Oh, you and me, we got big reputations. Football coded. He's not processing that while he's listening. She has to be like, hey, babe, listen to this. And then he'd be like, oh, yeah. 
No, no, no. Travis is also chronically online, and he has seen these edits too. And he's like, "This is our song. Our song is slam screen door." Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, that moment <laughs> was great. The fact, also, the fact that everyone had been clowning for rep, and she sang a rep song. People also were saying Ed Sheeran was there. I cannot confirm or deny that. I never saw any proof that he was there. He better not have been there, or else people, that would have been Right, up. people were, thought he was going to come out for Endgame. So the fact that she... There were rumors that he was, that Ed Sheeran was coming, and so the fact that she started to play Endgame, people thought he would come out, but it's like, oh no, this is just for Travis. This has nothing to do with Ed Sheeran. And it's like they said when she sang Exile Alone, and they thought that... Bonnie, Bonnie Bear was going to be there and that she keeps like doing songs like solo. And it's like kind of disappointing because there's a whole tour and she couldn't like make it work one day out of the whole tour with either of those dudes. Okay. Watch your mouth because the live <laughs> performance of Exile and Evermore were like life changing. She didn't. I agree. I love that song and I love Bonnie Bear on those songs, but she crushed those vocally without him. Agree to disagree. I mean, yeah, she sounded great. Did you but even it watch would have been, them? It would have been better with Bonnie Vare. So that's all. I think it proved she actually didn't need Bonnie Vare at all. Which, you know, could lead me to um, her singing Slut as one of the secret songs. And do you really want to know what I think about the very short clip that I watched? It was all I needed to know. Go ahead. She sounded, uh, it was sounded a little flat. And, uh, yeah, it leaned real far into how I think of the song when I hear it on the album. But it was kind of a bummer. How many seconds? It was a bummer because she was singing it and it almost felt like it wasn't a good, like it wasn't great for her vocals. How, how much of the song did you listen to? Enough. Like few How lines. much? Like few lines. Like I watched seconds. you watch it. You didn't even spend thirty seconds. It on was it. like thirty seconds. I'm gonna. And then I listen to it. The pod is that you cannot have an opinion until you watch the entire performance. No, that ain't the rules. I'm gonna waste my time, and then I'm still gonna hate it. So I know That's just what rude. I, I know what I like, but. I did think the slut acoustic, I was kind of vibing to that. Literally exactly her performing it as a surprise song is her singing slut acoustic. No. Yes. No, it sounded better. And technically they used the same track. It was a professional recording. They used the same track as the original, which people were mad about. Um, So it's the same cadence, but weirdly it has a different beat. So it does bring more to the song. Yeah, so that's I always, always what she does with these tracks. She's just it's just the like arrangement behind her. She's not going back into the studio to redo her vocals. I know. I never really thought or knew that, and then everyone was complaining about it. And I was like, Oh. How I much guess. time does everyone think she has? <laughs> you think for every Willow remix she went back to the <laughs> studio? Okay, the Willow remixes were out of control and <laughs> most of them were trash. So Ain't nobody asked for any of that. <laughs> okay. So I think the night three songs, I'm going to be honest. 
obviously night two won. I don't think that that's up for debate. No. I, I have night three we haven't covered this yet but night three got postponed like everyone who was at night three on sunday night was actually supposed to be night two friday night and part of me wonders if they were supposed to get is it over now out of the woods and end game travis was all was also supposed to be at that show when it got postponed due to weather he was already in argentina and he and taylor went out to dinner so if you were a Swifty, and to be clear, I don't think any of the fans who are at the show are complaining about their surprise songs. This is the first time she's been to Argentina ever for a show. I think that anyone who made it to the Sunday show was probably just relieved that they could be there after it being postponed. And like the absolute just heart wrenching like moment of finding out that your show got postponed, especially if you had traveled from far away. But if they were supposed to get the other surprise songs and then they got better than revenge and slut. I'd be so mad. (laughs) I know you would be. I'd be so, I would never ever recover from that (laughs) because yeah, she definitely saved those songs for Travis. So whenever that was going to be night two Sunday or not Sunday, uh, you know, Saturday, whatever, then it's like, that is what it is. Um, otherwise, I think she probably would have switched it around because it wouldn't have mattered as much. And I don't know, maybe not. Um, but yeah, those were definitely that night was for him. And the Chiefs, Karma is the guy on the Chiefs. It's like, yeah, obviously that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> so, yeah, I would be pissed. Um, I mean, it, the coolest thing was when you know, the audience was chanting rep, which I thought that was fake too. It's like everything I saw this weekend, I just didn't believe it. I was like, is that real? Is that really happening? Are they really chanting reputation? I thought the karma is the the guy on the chiefs was also edited. I was just, for some reason, didn't believe any of the stuff that happened this weekend because it was so wild. Like at from the first time I like heard or saw it and I was like, did they edit that? Because it was just that crazy. Okay, we'll get into, we'll get into all of those as well but not done talking about better than revenge and slut the last point i want to make is just that taylor is really good at pairing themes with the surprise songs so the fact that she sang better than revenge which is her slut shaming song essentially a song that she famously just changed the lyrics to when she re-released it to make it a little less slut shamey and then she paired it with slut, I do think makes it just a little bit of a better arc. Like those aren't two of my favorite Taylor Swift songs. So, you know, again, no, no one I'm sure is complaining and walking away from that concert sad because you just saw Taylor Swift. Those wouldn't be my two favorite songs, but I do love when she ties themes together like that. Yeah. It made it worth it. I mean, the better than revenge is okay. It's just so juvenile. I like don't really listen to it. Um, but yeah, I think those pairings make make it worth it. Cause she doesn't do that with every single. I mean, I imagine she has a purpose for picking two. So on night one, she sang the very first night, and then she sang Labyrinth. So the very first night, obviously, it's her first night back on tour in two months. It's her first night ever in Argentina. The lyrics, not trying to fall in love, are in the very first night. Then this. <laughs> sits down at the piano and says uh oh 
I'm falling in love. I told you. Told you she was freaking in love like day one. Now she's out here screaming it from the rooftops and she's like, please say it back because I'm not saying it first. I'm just going to say it in all of my songs and say it without saying so you will get the idea and then you'll say it first. Okay, now you're speculating. What I think is like really nice about their relationship so far is that clearly when they started to become serious, Travis stopped sharing personal information in his podcast and in interviews. He's been very respectful. When he was in Germany for his game in Germany, the press did had no boundaries. And someone asked him, are you in love? And he right. said, and he said, I'm going to keep my purse, my like personal relationship private, which is respectful. What's he in it? He's not going to say that to the media. And then Taylor is out here like, here's the answer to your question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Did you see the clip of a plane landing when she says, I thought the plane was going down. How'd you turn it right around? Taylor posted a video that was so fan-like, I almost didn't think it was her. It's a video of her playing Labyrinth, showing the plane landing while she's playing it and she, she put in never beating the sorcery allegations what <laughs> what does that mean where did she post this on tumblr no twitter instagram all the normal places never beating the sorcery yeah like people call her witchy and like she controls the universe and blah blah, blah and she's like sitting there singing thought the plane was going down and literally a plane is going down over the stadium right as she says that it's crazy oh like while she was singing it yes i thought you were describing that she was like on the plane like leaving to go somewhere and then was like recording some hack video being like oh the plane going down and i was like where did this air because i did not see this no no, she's literally playing it on the piano as a plane. The airport, okay. I guess, or the flight path is very close to the stadium. Dang. Um, the other things I just wanted to, you know, recap from the first weekend back before we get to the best part. So some of the fans had camped out for literally months before the show, and she actually addressed that in her champagne problem speeches. She gave them a shout out. Pretty cool. Why were they camping out for months? Because it's general admission. They wanted to be for first months. in line. Since June. No. You never camped out for a game? For four months? No. <laughs> I mean, the Cameron crazies are like... Yeah, game day is like a day, and it's like a big deal. SNL is like a few days max, like, and that's a big deal. This is months. She'd never You're been crazy. to their country. You're crazy. The crowd was insane. The fans were so loud that on the live stream, sometimes it was hard to hear Taylor and you could see her having to gesture to her sound engineers to turn up her in-ears like during the show because of how overwhelming the, the crowd noise was. They were by far the loudest that has happened yet. How long was the champagne problems? I don't actually know the numbers on that for this weekend, but I don't think she let it go on quite as long. But the other cool thing that happened during that was they would start to say, ole, 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 Taylor, yeah. Taylor. 
Um, she broke the single day attendance record for the stadium. People were throwing bracelets. Uh, no, they were throwing. Someone threw a bra. That's what she was. So I only saw the clip, and I just assumed it was friendship bracelets. People were throwing bras. I don't think it was like bras plural. I think at least one bra was thrown and it was right before champagne problems. And she kind of had to scold the crowd. She, did you see the clip? She said, and just because, you know, setting boundaries is good and healthy. Um, I just have to say like, please don't throw anything on the stage. I love that you guys brought me gifts, but um, when you throw stuff, it really freaks me out. And I worry that a dancer or someone could trip on it and just please don't do that. Yeah. Like, imagine being the one who just, like, takes their bra off, throws it on the stage, and then you get scolded. I mean, kind of cool, because she's, like, talking to you. No! (laughs) I would... Worth it. My face would be bright red for, like, months after being scolded. Hey, remember when that clip with Taylor told people to stop throwing stuff? That was me. It was my bra. Yeah, and then everyone comes for you. Like, don't throw stuff at Taylor! I know. Um, the other, let's see, the other cool things that happened this weekend when the when the show did get postponed, which obviously Taylor literally never does, so it had to be bad. Um, the airlines ended up allowing free flight changes for fans because a lot of fans, you know, were supposed to leave like the next day or two days later. Um, mm-hmm. There was a video of fans already being on a flight, like boarded to leave when they and they make the announcement, and they, all these Swifties like run back off the plane to go change their flight. Oh, my God. They were actually going to leave and not go to the show just because they're a flight? Some people can't afford to just rebook, like, an international flight. <sighs> yeah, I guess I forget about the people that actually flew internationally. Yeah. That's cool, though. She uh, also brought out a new pink bodysuit and a pink jacket on night one during Lover. Flamingo pink. Now it's time for... Karma, Karma is, is my, my boyfriend. boyfriend. Karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. Ah! <laughs> Change the lyric. <laughs> Very convenient that that fit instead of screen. I was like, what a great spot to just slide in the profession of the person you're dating from the screen to the Chiefs. See, I always thought when they started dating that screen applied to Travis, too, because he plays football. It's broadcast on mm. a television screen. But she was like, let there be no confusion. That is fair. I didn't think about that because I just think like big like movies, which I thought Joe never earned that title to begin with, because when the heck was he ever on the screen? Um, but Chiefs is uh, there's no mistaking the meaning of that at all was that the hardest we thought they hard launched when they went to snl together but this was hard hard launch he's in a song now well come on let's relax she didn't say it the next night she only said it because he was there and now you're like okay is he gonna sing she gonna sing it every time he's there but how many more times is he gonna go who knows but i'm sure people were waiting for her to say it the next day and then they were probably disappointed when she didn't but and now released uh karma travis version where it just <laughs> changes the lyrics the chief's version 
Hey man, we got 20 Willow remixes. What's like a Travis, like a Chiefs, a Chiefs version would not be that surprising. We end up getting like midnight's 3 a.m. deluxe Travis's version. Karma featuring Ice Spice. She'll come back and she'll do it. And he'll be thrown in <laughs> into that version. Facts. That is so epic though. I I was watching it live. And I don't think I caught the Chiefs part in the moment, but she giggled. She's like, Karma is the guy on the Chiefs coming straight home. And she like giggles in there. And I'm like, what's she laughing at? And then, of course, immediately the tweet alerts start flooding in. She changed the lyric. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's why she was laughing. And her, the did you see the videos of her dancers reacting in real time? Yeah. And then her dad, like, gripping onto him, being like, oh, that's you. <laughs> it was so cute. You, you're on the Chiefs. <laughs> I know. And Travis puts his face in his hands and his, and then is just, like, arms up. Let's go. <laughs> I feel like in that moment, he realized he was dating Taylor Swift. It was only until that moment that he was like, damn. It's like, everyone she says she'll write about songs me. about you, but, like... That's the best little surprise ever. But how many has she changed a song for? Right? I know we talked about it with Endgame, but I just love that the way she writes her songs, like he can just slide her right in and now he's the focal point of so many of these songs that were not, that were written long before she ever knew who he was. They were way too masculine for Joe. So now, again, they fit so much better. Joe's not a <laughs> reputation boy. Come on. Listen, you you've got to stop with the Joe slander just a little bit because <laughs> it did inspire your favorite album. Fair. I know someone was like, "Is Joe okay?" <laughs> Everything to build up Travis doesn't have to be tearing down Joe. I know. I don't actually like feel any negative ways towards him. I actually pity the man, and I'm like, "You f-ed it, dude. Like you had all of it, but." Anyway, this isn't about Joe. This is about Travis. And yeah, um, that shirt he wore. Yep. He stays out here not caring. And Taylor's clearly into it. I can't wait for the day where he has Taylor merch on because it has to happen. He's going to wear a shirt with like her rep? face on it or something. Yeah. Is he going to be her rep model? Is he going to be oh. an Easter egg? And it's going to be like, oh, my God, Travis is wearing a rep hoodie. Yo, he'd slay some, some stuff with snakes on it, some cutout. Yeah, dude, he would totally wear a snake outfit or snake shoes. Look for your Easter eggs in Travis's outfits. <laughs> Spread the word. <laughs> What's the version of 1989 bedroom painting? That was what it was snake called, skin. wasn't it? They ch- the company changed the name. It was just called Bedroom Painting, and then they added 1989 oh. in when he they found okay. out they were dating. Yeah. That disappoints me. And that Taylor but. was coming to the game, that he was wearing it. Oh, yeah. okay. So Oops. when when um <laughs> when Travis hears the the change and Papa Swift is like, "That's you," and he puts his head in his hands. Someone stitched together that moment, like with his you know head back head in his hands and said the same energy and it was when taylor got into his car after the very first chiefs game that she attended 
and there's mm-hmm. a picture you know they're in a, like a convertible and she leans back and puts her like hands over her face they're just so happy and giddy oh my god people think of everything yeah she uh she's in it man so after she changes the lyric she runs off the stage turns the corner and there's travis waiting with his hands behind his back not knowing how to act and she was like we're making out like right now he's like all right let's go i wonder what she whispered into his ear when they were walking away like right before you can't see them anymore because like she says something to him like as they're like walking into the tent and i'm like what did I know, say? and he has to like bend down to hear her because he's just so tall. Uh, they looked so adorable. And no. her dad was standing there with Travis, but then when he saw Taylor coming, he like stepped back to let them have I their know. moment. I know he tucked away so quick, so there was no chance that she got distracted and like was like, Oh, dad, Travis, ah. This yeah. is like the rom com that we all needed. This is better than anything on Hallmark Channel right now, like getting ready for Christmas. Going into that season, I'm like, just give me more of Taylor running into Travis's arms and him, like, swinging her around. Tis the damn season, baby. Yes. When I heard tis the damn season this weekend, I'm like, it is the damn season. It is it. Minus the fact that that song's really sad, but, you know, it's cool. I don't know. Tis the damn season Christmas tree farm version. <laughs> it was always meant to be a Christmas song. <laughs> there were so many cute moments that happened throughout the show. He held up so the fans this was really cool actually. Um every night in Argentina, the fans printed out and held up these signs during the archer when she says who could stay, they said we will stay. And someone must have given one to Travis. Because he was holding it up. I know. I didn't I didn't know that part. And I thought he just like brought it himself. And I was like, why is it we will stay? But then that makes way more sense that he didn't just bring that unprompt. I just thought that was so cute that he played into it, though. I mean, if any man who's going to stand there and watch you for over three hours is freaking endgame man by himself too. like get that man like a friend there was another cute moment where when the crowd was chanting ole 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 travis joined in and was like taylor taylor and then her Mm. dad is filming him doing that it was (laughs) so adorable oh my god so wholesome so wholesome him and and her dad is so much cuter than her and his mom like I mean they were cute but like I don't know her dad is just so precious and clearly is just loving this so um so her family you know I guess we're Eagles fans as she pointed out with the lyrics of Gold Rush and the fact that she was born in Pennsylvania he her dad converted real quick because he was wearing a Chiefs lanyard. And I'm so curious if Travis like gave it to him or if he just went off and like bought himself a lanyard. Um, but he was wearing it in the VIP tent next to Travis, just chilling with a Chiefs lanyard on, bright red. Oh my god. It was totally a gift. It's so fun. And he wears lanyards a lot, her dad. Yeah. 
Maybe I bet you he asked him for one. He was like, "Can I get one of those?" People were posting what what was the bigger loss for the Eagles this year, the Super Bowl or like the, the Swift family? <laughs> like, oh my god, becoming Chiefs fans instead. Even though his brother's on the Eagles, so it's like you know, but yeah, and the Chiefs and the Eagles actually um, play next week, so. Hmm. I know that's the one that the game that they think she's gonna go to. Yeah, people think that might happen. Oh, the other fun Chiefs connection was during Endgame. Um, apparently, the bracelets lit up red and yellow. Yes, I heard that. Uh, like, during the Chiefs colors, it's like yeah, it sure is. It's definitely not <laughs> rep. There's no rep, rep <laughs> hidden there. It's it's the Chiefs. The uh, during blank space, when Taylor is saying, "You know, I love the players." She points straight at him, and he points back and is like, oh, that's me. That's me. I'm, I'm a player. player. Not that kind of player. The good one. I'm a football player. It's that double meaning right there. You know, she always gets those double meanings. Oh, her dancer, Cam, did the archer, like, arrow slash the chief's arrow during his bejeweled dance. There were just the, there were so many moments. It was hard to keep up, honestly, and I was watching it all happen live. Yeah, I do, I do regret not seeing it all live. But, I mean, the internet is quick. Like the quickness of those clips was like the different angles of the kiss was so appreciated. It was like, can we get a better angle, a little bit closer? Oh, yep. That's perfect. Great. Oh, and, great. and higher quality? Oh, great. Oh, great. a Love higher that. up angle? Oh, now can we see it from the left? Oh, thank you. <laughs> perfect. How many times I wonder have you watched like... the kiss video? Yes. Yes. <laughs> For a second, I, w- I thought that she just created a different route to go see him. But that was that's just how that stage is set up. I'm assuming I'm used to like the other angle, like that we've seen a thousand times. You know, like the normal. Oh this right, way that she like walks kind of like straight off into the tunnel. Yeah, and yeah. so I was like, did she warn everybody? Like, hey guys, when we come out of here, we're gonna make a hard left. And uh, no, that makes a lot more sense. And then I imagine like he was there, and she probably just saw him and was like, oh hell yeah, and then just like went for it. The fact that the last time Travis was at a show, he was up in a box. I'm assuming that the Chiefs box. There's a photo of him just like serious watching the show. Obviously, we've all heard the story that he wanted to give her a friendship bracelet with his number on it. Friendship bracelets were inspired by the song You're On Your Own Kid. And now we've come full circle that on his bye week, He's traveling to see Taylor, and he is now her boyfriend, we think, in the VIP tent. (laughs) (laughs) People are handing him friendship bracelets, and when she runs and kisses him, guess what's playing in the stadium? You're on your own, kid. Whoa. Sheesh. All he had was a friendship bracelet and a dream. Now she has a friendship bracelet that she paid a lot of money for someone to make. It's a bougie. Or he gave it to her. 
Mm, there's no phone number on it, though. Yeah, but I mean, you're right. She's you not gonna don't. walk around with his phone number on her arm. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine, like, <laughs> it's just like blotted. It's blacked out. Like the numbers, you can't see all of them. <laughs> Our final segment of the podcast. I'd never walk Clownelia Street again. Are you ready for it? Boom, boom, boom. Oh, knew he was a killer. First time that I saw him. We didn't talk about that. His Instagram name is Killatrav. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <sighs> Rap is going to have a whole new meaning now. Oh, it's going to be so good. Which brings all of a sudden, to... rap is going to get respect that it deserves. Thanks, Travis, because you know she doesn't care. But Travis is going to make her love this album, this re-release. Thank you from all of us, rep Swifties. Period. Fans were clowning this week, and this is our official launch of our Clownelia Street segment. Everyone thought that Reputation was going to drop on November not everyone. 10th. Not everyone. You're right. Neither we of us did. actually thought it was going to happen. <laughs> Alex tried to bait us and get it, you know, tried to raise the anxiety and it didn't work. I was like, that is not happening. Yes, Thank our producer Alex texted us on Thursday. So what are our plans if reputation actually drops tonight? Tried to stir the pot and I was like. Earlier. Shut it down. Like, it's, it's not, not happening. happening. It's happening when we say it's happening because <laughs> I mentally can't be there right now because I don't know. I just can't. I'm just also, I want it to be pushed off for as long as possible. I don't know. Not there yet, but soon it is coming so soon though. And I'm a little literally last episode. You were like, it's not 1989 season. I'm in my black grungy hoodie listening to rep. But sure. I know, but now I'm nervous because then when she announces it, plus selfishly, like, I want to be there and, like, all this stuff, you know? I don't know. So, <laughs> but... Ryan lives in a Delulu world where she's going to be able to chase the album announcement. <laughs> yep. When I find out where the date is, I will... T- t- <sighs> so, yes, a lot of people besides us believe that because they're crazy and they think every day she's going to drop rap at any moment for any reason that makes any sense. So there were a lot of things people tried to string together as Easter eggs. So much so that they really did convince a lot of people. I think a lot of them were coincidences, and I think we were proven to be right. So uh, the date of the original Reputation release was November 10th of 2017. And she had just dropped 1989 on the same date that she dropped 1989 in 2014. So like, I can see those parallels. But to me, the fact that it was two weeks after 1989 was announced, like, that just, it was too soon. She doesn't want to compete with herself. She's already had to bump out, like, so Is It Over Now became number one on the charts, and then this week, Cruel Summer has already replaced it back. Now that she's back on tour, Cruel Summer's climbing back up there. And it's like, we don't need to get a, a rep song now trying to battle, like... We ain't got time for this. We got to make it through the Grammys. We got to like relax. Um, And yeah, I mean, she has a whole nother year to milk this tour and re-release. And 
it's going to be at least two months. Sadly, it will not be much longer than two months. So from the 1989 release. I th- yeah, I think it would make sense if she announced it in February when she comes back on tour. But she didn't. I don't, nothing. Knowing people are clowning and literally screaming reputation during her show and she's hearing that, that's never happened before. She knows people are, are unhinged. And maybe she's getting excited because she's realizing, like, wait, more people like this album than, I don't know. No one was doing this about 1989. Like, people were stoked, and they kept talking about when's it happening, when's it dropping. But, like, people have been talking about Rep multiple re-releases ago. Like, everyone was clowning for the 1989 release. What are you talking about? The revisionist well, history. Yeah. We well, were yeah, clowning like, so hard. But we've been talking about Rep for about months. eight six eight 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 nine. No, we started talking about rep after we got the 1989 confirmation. No, we were talking before. I mean, yeah, we, everyone knows rep's going to drop at some point, but I'm saying yeah. all spring and summer, we were clowning for 1989, and then we guessed right. So just to be clear, you didn't think that the fact that on her site it said Taylor's version, that the S could have been a snake, and the I could have been a one, and the O could Bruh. have been a zero, and the N could have been November. That blurry <laughs> close-up of the snake, I was like, y'all are, re- I don't I don't see the tongue, and they did the little animation thing, so it's like, it make, it's tricking you. And like, yeah, when you watch that, you want to believe it. But people are unhinged. It's like, oh, she's a mastermind, but then she's also just like a normal person who's just like guys i already know when i'm gonna like release it and that's just not it and like there's something s- still smart behind when it's going to be released but this just isn't it my favorite part of the whole thing is that everyone was clowning so hard that like you said they're chanting reputation before she's about to play the first surprise song on night three and she they're so loud that she Dude. takes her earpiece out and she's like what are you saying what are you saying and then she hears it and she goes, now go stand in the corner and think about what you did. I know that was perfect because otherwise it would have been kind of awkward if she's like singing. I don't even know, like literally anything <laughs> else. She'd be like, anyway, um, what if this becomes a thing? I feel like with each day closer to rep, what if this becomes like a new fan thing because the international fans are unhinged, way more ballsy than we ever were, like throwing bras and just being crazy on the first weekend. What if that's the thing now that before Secret Songs, they scream reputation just to f*** with her? I don't, I don't think that they're going to do it. I think it's because of all the Easter eggs that were pointing to November 10th specifically. And the again, the group that was on Sunday night was supposed to be the November 10th show. So they were like, she held on to it for us. That's why it didn't get announced on November 10th. She was saving it for us. And mm. yeah, I, I hope that people don't keep doing that. That's like kind of unfair. We're a little Oh, greedy. I know. <laughs> I know. And she's just going to be like, F- it, I dropped it. Here, I don't even want it anymore. Just take it. You don't think her holding up six fingers when she was talking about her Grammy nominations actually meant rep? No. (laughs) Six. Like, I can't believe I got nominated for six. And people were like, it's a sign. Rep. Oh, my God. (laughs) She, She did it strategically. She wanted exactly six nominations so she could help further the narrative of rep and tie it together. 
You guys thought I was talking about my Grammy nominations. I'm not. I'm talking about six years of rep. Ah, here's a snake. And it's the sixth album. Oh, yeah. No. I don't lose myself in these theories, you know? Only until, like, I'm sure tons of people, as we get each week closer and closer and further away from 1989, where you're like, all right, for real, though, when's she going to do it? I think that we will know we're going to get the rep drop when she starts to sing these final songs from rep that she has not sang yet in the surprise song sections. I did something bad. So it goes and dancing with her hands tied have not been sung yet. And I think the night she announces rep, she's going to do her little thing, give her a little speech. And then she's going to go, I never trust a narcissist, but they love me. me. I mean, she's a hundred percent saving that song for, yeah yeah dude it would be so sick if she added that into the the rep segment like switched out a song and just performed i did something bad ah it would be too good i don't want that because i won't be there (laughs) or maybe i will who knows (laughs) taylor we can't wait for you to do something bad Thanks for listening to this episode of Hits Different, a Taylor Swift podcast. Follow us at It Hits Diff Pod on TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter slash X. Bye. Bye. <laughs>